Hey guys, welcome to the Big Black Cluck podcast. If you made it with us this far, we're now at episode two. Nobody expected us to go that far. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this episode is the, what we call, I don't know, the tangent, the just talking, the we're a couple of beers in podcast. Right. So it's like after hours sort of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Maybe no one's ever going to hear it. Most so, likely. So what's the topic are we, what, what was it Lisa, we're going to do today? Um, I think we all got watches quite recently. We knew watches for us at least. Always. Always, you, right? It's always. It's a so, There's always something out for delivery. It's a disgusting <laughs> cycle. Yeah. It's either you got just got it or it's on the way, right? Um, so I think we could all talk about our richness purchase and see if it's interesting in some ways. And I think too, we all have really different watches that we purchased recently. They don't really have nothing in common. Like last episode, me and Dima, we both both space watches it's gonna happen again so i think what we want to talk about is not only the watch we bought but like why we bought it how was our journey in buying it sort of thing uh who we bought it from why that sort of i don't know that sort of thing right yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll, we'll, it's a tension episode nothing's right. prepared right. <laughs> so uh do you guys want to start with the wrist check uh why not carl so my wrist check is the watch that i just got I don't know, a month ago for maybe maybe six weeks ago, just before COVID. I, I think it's been four longer months. than that. Four months. Co- COVID. I think time is. It was right before. Yeah, no. So COVID started like three years ago. And <laughs> <laughs> I've changed cars since. And I bought this at 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, start of COVID, I got uh, CWC G10 from 2006 that was an issued military watch. So it went in service for. Can you repeat, repeat it? A what? A CWC G10. So that's Cabot Watch Company. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was uh, issued in 2006 to the um, army in the UK. I don't know exactly the... Uh, Ministry of Defense there? I guess so. Yeah. And um, those watches are considered disposable. They're cheap, manufactured, uh, pricing-wise, because they're going to just getting destroyed in the uh, field. Right? Are the lugs on your watch welded? Um, well, it's a full case and it, the spring bars sorry the spring bars are they welded no, to the lugs okay because the old Ben Russ or Hamilton khakis they were disposable as well they're the lugs and the wires the wired were not spring bars they were welded right that's so you it. Can't remove it. It's, it it is disposable basically. it is a NATO strap and that's it oh, interesting. and uh, poubelle après, well, which is one, garbage the one thing I've noticed on, on his CWC is that uh, the case back it's unscrewed with a coin, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's very basic. I guess that's to change the battery so you can do yep. it quickly, right? With anything yeah. Uh, yeah, available. It's, uh, it's super basic, right? I have that on my, on two watches, my Timex Q and my Bulova Accutron. And that one is not even, that battery is like integrated in the, the cap. It, yeah, in the capsule, right? Yeah. No, but the CWC, the reason it's that way, it's just because in the field, in the mud, you can literally ooze it use air, anything to change it, right? Or just right. open it, try to do anything. Makes sense. And um, funny enough, they water resistant when they're in the military, but when they leave, they're not water resistant anymore. So the salesman who sold it to me was like, well, what do you that, mean? What do you mean they, when they leave? So when, as soon as they, like they, they're not service, they don't service those watches, just throw them away if they're survive, right? So they can, people can buy them in auction. And um, when, People service them. They just don't service the seals and all those things most of the time. So as soon as they leave, it's like no one considers them uh, water resistance anymore. And what 
was their water resistance when new? Basic stuff like 100 meter, I guess. Like the listing mm-hmm. app right here is for my own watch, so it's like known. <laughs> but if you go on CWC, let's, it's... Let's check. What was that? It's G10? Yeah, G10. If, if you want to caliber, it's a, it's a 955. Okay, yeah. 50 meters. 50 meters. Yeah. But if you look here at the, uh, the listing for my watch... Yeah, not water resistant. Well, yeah, because yours is, is vintage. Well, well sure, it, it went, it went, it was on the wrist on someone in the army and lived through muds and everything. In, in right? the army in the nineties, and even though we two thousand six, two thousand six. Oh, okay, so it's not if, that. If you okay. get uh, like like mine, I paid for it shipped from the UK to Canada, cost me two hundred and thirty dollars Canadian. And if you get one from the eighties or the nineties when they were first officially, uh, they same watch, same G ten, same spec. They go for eight hundred to a thousand Canadian, right? Just because of the years, right? Because of the were they limited runs? Were they different? Just they're really hard to get since they're disposable watch. So the older they are, it's super hard to get, right? Okay. So what is so? I also know that the old ones had trinium dials. Yep. So if anyone doesn't know that, I have that on my marathon. So what it is is. The product they use is a radioactive material, not like phosphorus that we see now, the superluminova and the C3 where it captures the light, retains it, and then flashes it back, right? This, this is a radioactive material that just is supposed to be, to shine for like 20 years, right? Something like that. So, but I think that they, they're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, I think, well, mine doesn't, doesn't have any uh, luminous anymore on it. It doesn't work. Yeah, but I think yours is too old. Too new, you want to say? No. Oh, too old. And, like 2006, that's the manufacturing. So I don't, I don't know if it's 20 years, but some of them, I think they had like 10, 12 years. Yeah, if it's 10, 12 years, mine doesn't light anymore. And you're saying that there's uh, gas in the red tritium? It's so a radi- you're saying that they kind of run out of it or something over well, what time? It, what it, yeah, exactly. So it's just, okay. But I you also you don't mean. need light to activate it. Right, right, because it's because it's radioactive. That's right. It just it lights up by itself. Yeah. But if it escapes, that means that there's a hole in the case somewhere, right? It doesn't just escape by itself. I'm assuming. Well, it's the paint. I think that just uh, over time. I yeah, think over over oh, okay, time. Okay, I see what you mean. It loses its. Uh, and and if you look at my watch, the ends, it's they're all patinaed, right? It's like kind of a rusty finish, mm-hmm. even if it's not rust. So um, and all the same thing with um, the numbers. Okay, but what's really interesting in my watch, besides that, it's, uh, it's a plexiglass and it's all scratched up. It's really beat up, right? The back of the case, there's all the serial number punch for the, I guess, the squadron where which army was the, the squadron? Day, yeah, the squadron. Uh, which army and um, the serial number uh, for the, that dude so was like a, That's very cool. A production line. So here, I was just, I just found it. Tritium, like promethium. Low energy beta emitter, twelve point three two years. Um, That's ra- it's a radioactive form of hydrogen and tritium filled gas filled sorry fluorescent tubes that are not only used in watches but also on everything from cockpit instruments to gun sights. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. So Lumenvo- Lumivox and Ball are big ones who use that. And that, uh, so after a while it'll, but they produce little to no activity on a Geiger counter. So I guess it's not dangerous. 
Yeah, but I'm guessing now it's maybe dealing that product that's illegal in some ways. Or right. Um, but yeah, so that's the watch I bought just because of the story behind it. It's fun that it went through some training with someone at least minimum, maybe a war, but I don't know any war between 06 and 2010 from the UK, really. Did they help anyone? I don't think so. 2006? 2006, 10. Well, they were all they were involved in Afghanistan. So maybe well, that what they're always there. bringing they're, from somewhere. Yeah, their 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 forces are deployed somewhere. But so like, maybe my watch went there. Yeah, uh, but that possible. I don't know. That's, I, I don't have that information. I don't have this attraction that a lot of people have to, uh, you know, military equipment. You know, in general, like they like watches. So people like want military grade. You know, okay, but I'm not in the military. <laughs> you know, I work. Mill spec. I work at a desk. At a, you know, it's true. Exactly, mill spec. We're all desk warriors, right? Desk divers, desk whatever you call it, desk warriors. Yeah, exactly. The desk divers, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not a. I, I, I like you look at Ball. as a brand. Great watches. Everything is very, I think, intensely constructed. Who? Ball. The ball uh, watch company. They their watches are very like, and I've heard the term overbuilt. I don't want to use that because I, well, I marathon, marathon yeah. head is extremely well built, yeah. and it's. I was looking at them for a while. Too, very it's functional. Just they are built for function. They're not built to wear in the city or sitting at a desk. It's just as much as I like them, I, I just don't. I cannot justify. Purchasing. Oh yeah, it's but like rushed gunmetal. It's just everything about built. them speaks indestructible. Oh yeah. Absolutely, and Damasco has that. Um, Damasco has that. Uh, that sinus thing, like the same, the same. hardened, extra hardened double submarine steel. You're like the same function, yeah. eccentric type of a watch. You right? cannot destroy my watch. It's like, well, I, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, you win. Sure, <laughs> it's an easy win. You, yeah, yeah, you fight. Okay, um, let's uh, let's switch to Kevin for his wristwatch check. Yes, I am wearing. A Seiko Sumo. It is the second generation, and it is the coral blue, yellow seconds hand. And I put it, I took off the strap it came with, never wore it actually, and just popped it on this uh, strap code Angus J. And uh, 44 millimeters, has that great protruding crown. And, you know, in our last podcast, you had talked about, you know, lug to lug for your blah, blah, blah. This one, when you look at how the lugs curve, it really helps this watch sit really well on the Absolutely. And I have to say one thing about this watch, uh, it does look like a sumo, like a sumo wrestler. It has that look, especially uh, this generation because it has the, um, the numbers on the bezel that are kind of fatter than the new gen. Uh, so it really it makes me think of a sumo wrestler. And I think Seiko does that well. I love their Seiko Samurai. It does speak like it. The Shogun, I don't really get. I, I really like the Samurai, yeah. but I find that it's a, it's very chiseled. It's chiseled. It's, it has a very, like, there's nothing that's uh, oval on that watch, right? There's nothing there that's uh, dome. It's all chiseled. It's all chiseled. 100%. But, dude, the Seiko Turtle, it looks like a turtle. <laughs> I think it looks, they're good, their designs. Are have really... you seen the new turtles that have just came out? Yeah. With all those amazing textures on their dials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great watch. Great watch. I, I, I only, I just want to buy another Seiko. Yeah, but that's a great one. Yeah, with the um, 
King Turtle, I think it's called. Yeah, it's the Seiko exactly. King Turtle, yeah. right? Exactly. Great watch. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's what I'm wearing today. And uh, you, Dimitri, what's um, on your wrist? What I'm wearing right now, my wrist is the um, uh, is the uh, Vostok Amphibia Neptune, right? Just to go along with my Russian heritage, uh, I was looking for a Russian watch, and I was, you know, starting to look into the Russian watch uh, history. Um, unfortunately, during the Soviet Union times, there's not much of a history. There's a lot of there's a lot of Frankenstein watches, right? They never really went for quality materials. It's always been a lot of just stuff put together, copied from somebody else. Vostok, I think, is now one of the probably most popular, let's say, Eastern European Soviet brands. And there's a huge selection of different watches. And I just wanted to get like a super uh, inexpensive beater that I can wear everywhere, every day. And specifically that it has to be a Vostok, right? Um... The one thing that I, the, the reason why I bought the one that I have, is my, my version is called the Vostok Neptune Amphibia or Amphibian Neptune. It's the GMT version. It has the, 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 the Pepsi or the Coke color case. It's not a true GMT. It just has a 24-hour marking. The bezel, the, right? The bezel, right? And yeah. you can rotate it just to, uh, you can rotate it just to, um, um, to kind of tell the uh, time in a different time zone, right? But it doesn't really have a GMT function. It just has another. There's a third hand. It has a third hand that uh, that's a 24-hour hand, which you align with the bezel. But it's not, let's say, the same style as you would have in a Rolex. So what do you mean the the GMT hand does it move independently? It moves no, with it the doesn't. hour. It doesn't. It it it. Uh, so the GMT hand always mirrors the time that you have on the regular hand. The only thing you can do is rotate the bezel to show a different time zone. So the 24-hour mark would be somewhere else. Not and where is that GMT hand? So the GMT hand only do, does one revolution per day. So it does 24 hours. And the markings on the bezel, they, they have to, there's 24 markings on the bezel which oh. correspond to that, that, correspond to that, what, to that, uh, to that uh, time. So the only way for you to, to change a time zone is by rotating the bezel itself. So it doesn't have an actual mechanism. Oh, that is so... It is very so cool. affordable. But it is very <laughs> affordable. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it, also... It's not an ugly watch. This is really nice. Well, thank you, Kevin. This is a very nice compliment for a watch that I actually like. <laughs> oh, it's not ugly. Um, just to go aside of the watch for a second there, uh, am I mistaking or you waited for that watch for like super long? Well, the thing is, I purchased this watch uh, on eBay from a, let's say, more or less well-known store. Um, but it happened right before the, the pandemic started. And pretty much as soon as it happened, uh, all of the mail deliveries, they kind of stopped, right? I've, I've waited for it for three months, I think, almost, some more. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, 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 a very, it's a very affordable watch. There is no way around it, right? But it's, I like it because it represents the country that I was uh, once living in. And uh, I, I, I really like the fact that it's a 200-meter water resistance. It's a screw-down crown, a manual winding watch. Very difficult to wind, I find. Yeah? No, it's almost impossible to wind the watch. <laughs> I, I, I cannot get used to it. Because you have to unscrew it, it, it and In Mother Russia, it. the watch winds you. Oh, because... In Mother Russia, so the watch winds you. If I'm not mistaken, can I see? The Vostoks, the way these crowns are is that they kind of like unpop 
and then the way it works is like it's almost like this cap so it's like super it's super off and you have to kind of like find where 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 that resistance is so it has this like weird cap it feels like a the top of a of a canteen that's like connected to it the problem that i find with uh winding it is is that when you screw it and you start winding it you wind it in the same direction as you screw it on so as you're winding and it starts screwing on by itself you have to find that you have to unscrew it again and pop it and then it's it's difficult find that very small sweet spot yeah exactly because there's no like pop either it just unscrews and then you kind of have to like hold it in place and screw it off the threading they're quite famous for their terrible screw downs but you know what i've also read no uh, yeah this this mechanism yeah but i've also heard from from my experience with vostok um great value proposition and that and they actually are great water resistance and the crown works quite well. What I wanted to ask you is, does it have a date? No, it doesn't have a date. Um, I no, I think it does, yeah. It has a date. Changing the date, you have to go... It's also interesting, yeah. You have to you go back it. before 8 p.m. and then go back to 12, right? Back yeah. and forth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And notoriously, every one of them, the bracelets are just The bracelets terrible. are the worst. <laughs> the worst. So before I purchased this watch, and this watch, <laughs> this watch comes... This watch comes up with an integrated uh, bracelet, right? You can't really yep. replace it. It's pretty much almost impossible to mod it. Oh, yeah. On the steel, unless you put it on a rubber or some... Oh, this one you can't, yeah, because it's integrated. <laughs> I have... Oh, yeah, you're living with that. With you're living with that bracelet, yeah. Which is fine. What I've read about this is that... They're this very is famous. better. This is better than some uh, Vostok's bracelets. What I've read about it is that um, they're famous for pulling people's hairs out. So uh-huh. if you have a hairy wrist, uh, don't buy a bracelet. But you know, luckily I have, I have almost no hair on my wrist. So you're skinless. Yeah. Uh, well, not skinless. Yeah. <laughs> Hairless. Hairless. Yes. Um, and they're hollow also. The bracelet is hollow, so it's it 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 speaks. It's let's just say if you if if you who's listening out there, if you guys know that Seiko makes pretty terrible bracelets, this easily wins. <laughs> for the worst <laughs> but let's be honest here like I bought a I bought one off Marinom great site to buy Vostok's really great customer Real service one? too yeah yeah absolutely and, and they have they, are mistaking or the Russian watches are, are known to have a bunch of fakes even if they're not that good in quality I think there's a lot of Franken watches a lot of Franken watches yeah. I've heard that but you know if you find a good dealer they're, they're, they're respected authorized dealers you'll find like to go on a small tangent here, uh, if you like space watches, and you know, I recently researched about different watches that go to space, right? So the first watch to go uh, to space, not on the moon, to space, was worn by Yuri Gagarin, who was the first man in space, right? And it was a it was a Russian watch. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what the I can't remember exactly what the name of it was, but uh, we will um, we we'll do another podcast about it. And I was looking for it. The, the problem with that is that it's almost impossible to find a proper vintage one that actually went to space. The ones that are being made now are cheap copies that uh, nothing really about is the same apart from just the case shape, right? Everything else is very different. Yeah, so it really, the name. it's the Strela. That's Strela. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is about the, and you can hear there's an article about the Speedmaster versus the Strela. But the thing is about the Strela is that, yeah, here it is. Looks like that. Remember? Can right. you describe it? Right. So it looks, um, so it's a black, looks a lot like the Speedmaster without a bezel, bezel-less. It has these, uh, 
very square indices and square indices on the actual hands, uh, you know, two registers for your chron uh, chronograph. But the thing is about this, and I've done some research about this, is that the movement is no longer made. The movement is no longer made. So what was in here was um, they used to have Venus movements that were formerly uh, powered by uh, with Breitling Navi timers. But then they were the new ones that you can find because there are companies that still make this, Strela, but it doesn't have the same movement that was original to the, the actual space watch. So that's that's the contention that I've heard there. I, from from my limited research on this stuff too, uh, a big problem is that if you buy a watch that was made, let's say, in the middle of the Soviet Union times, there's little history as to determine authenticity of a watch. So right. when you buy something, you kind of just have to trust that you're getting something that's you know uh, authentic, uh, and that very often is probably not true. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, cool, cool. it's a risk. <laughs> it's a risk. You might, you, you know, if somebody's selling you, let's say, a 1960 authentic uh, uh, Gagarin watch, you might uh, uh, have to pay a couple thousand dollars, but in the end, get something that costs fifty bucks. So, which watch were you talking about? Because obviously, you're showing us another one there. It wasn't well, the Strela. Uh, again, like this, uh, I, I've done some research too. The one that I'm, I was looking to, it's called uh, Sturmanskie. Uh, and there's a well now they call them Gagarin, right? Because they're still making them, and this is like a 2020 model, right? They try to make it as authentic as possible. There you go. But to uh, be honest, it's the ugliest watch ever. <laughs> one that he actually wore. It doesn't make any sense. The colors. <laughs> it's like a it's like a beige dial with like this acidic colored green hands. Can you show us? It is just it was and the 2020 version. <laughs> Is, oh is is nicer. The one he actually wore is the one that has that beige dial with those like light green hands. So the, the green colors just don't work at to all. To describe it, the green that he's showing, it's like as if you had Luminova that was lit up, but it's not lit up. It's just really green. It's, it's like if you have a Luminova that you bought 20 years ago. Yeah, it's just green. And you're it's, looking at it now. It's oh definitely not our cup of tea. There's nothing about that watch other than just history that it wasn't built to spec it was just the watch that he wore right there's nothing about another history but that's a re-edition that's not a conservation right re-edition uh, re-edition is something that like was in the past and you yeah. redo and it's a bit different conservation yeah. is going to do the same same thing right yeah yeah so those things are different or it's like a reissue maybe i don't know i think that if i'm if i if we have time i'll search for like uh, the way it looked in the 1960s it's really a reissue but with a little bit of a twist, right? They use a different mechanism. The, the mechanism that they put in every single watch right now, the design has changed a little bit. Uh, and I think it was like that before. They never focused on quality, right? It was always just put, produce, produce, produce. Does it give time? Yes, good to go. Pretty much. <laughs> no much. accurate time. That's like no. no, 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 no. But it, you never asked that. You said yeah. time, right? What was the what was the Russian watch that had like um, uh, multiple cities on the dial? But oh. after the watch was produced, they figured out that. It, there was a mistake in their calculation, so the GMT was wrong. Oh it was giving the wrong time. <laughs> that is, uh, I think I heard that in maybe two bro question up. Yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> shout out. Shout out, yeah. Accidental shout out. I don't remember, but uh, there was a there was a I can't. What, could it be a raketa? That was oh, like a world time. That's yeah, a, I think so. Yeah, that sounds a, a bell. That's a funny. Uh, that that's a, a good guess because you know. Rocket is huge. 
I have a red kettle, yeah. I think it is. Uh, I'm just Googling it right now as we speak. I think it is. I think that's exactly what You know is. the problems when you're Googling like Russian faulty GMT and like every one <laughs> comes up from <laughs> Russia? The, the only thing I see is please make your search more specific. <laughs> Too many results. <laughs> please, Google, show me all Russian watches oh, that have mistakes be, in them. Yes. We're being very... Uh, mean. We're being mean. But I mean, right this is true, right? There is interest. They, they've produced a lot of different watches. But they never had any heritage or history, right? Yeah, no. Um, when they something has a lot of flaws and nothing else, you say it's a lot of character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. She, she has a lot of character. <laughs> Those watches have a lot of character. It's funny you say that, but remember when I was very young and I, I purchased myself a pair of diesel shoes, right? And then on the box itself, it said, every single pair has flaws that make your pair unique. Yeah. Wow. And, even, and even when I was 18, I was like, ah, oh, that's just a lot of crap. It's a lot of crap. It's a lot of crap. <laughs> instead of instead of improving your quality control, you're selling me this garbage. <laughs> so, 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 guys. No offense. Like, Diesel makes good products. Think, just, yeah, but like, it's pretty much like, do we need a quality control guy? No, we'll invest in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're super successful because of that, right? Everybody was buying them at some point. Yeah, they made handsome products, though. They made they made some nice stuff. Agree, but they were ridiculous. They, they had they, they they had their own crowd, right? There's a yeah. product for everyone. And they're still they, around. They found their crowd. Yeah, they're, they're still, still around. They're still making I shit. Right. The one company that went bankrupt was Energy, which is another Italian brand that was very famous for making jeans and stuff and Parasuco. Parasuco. Energy. Yeah, Energy. Montreal company. By the yeah, way. Montreal. I owned a, paras- a pair of Parasuco yeah. pads with a lot of holes in them, and they. <laughs> On purpose. On it, purpose. Yeah, the Parasicle was owned by the guy from uh, Point Zero, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't know. Is it? At some point. And he switched his business from um, lifestyle and clothing to uh, real estate. And uh, he owns a huge part of downtown now. Okay. So uh, they bankrupt something, but he's not bankrupt. <laughs> Changed his business. Smart. Good for him. All right. So what are we talking about today, guys? Do anyone have a, a watch in uh, their aim right now or something on the road coming up or are looking for buying something? It's always, we always have a watch soon. I can start. I don't mind. Please go ahead. Go ahead. So there's two watches that I really, really want uh, lately. And uh, given is pushing me to buy one of them really, really uh, every, every day. Every time I go to his place, is uh, internet uh, is pushing him. The Tudor Pelagos, the blue one. Buy it. Press the button. And uh, pretty much every time you see that watch anywhere online, uh, you just send me the link and go do it. So I have a story about this because I want if anyone can, you know, see if they agree with me. It was serendipity. I think it's pretty much a sign that you should have bought it. So these guys, it was my birthday. These guys ended up getting me a gift for some wine tasting thing. The course, right? The course for wine for Bordeaux. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So Dimitri just found that uh, Russian GMT that it's faulty. What is it? It's the Raketa World Time, <laughs> or or it's called Goroda, which in Russian means cities. Yeah. Uh, which was wrong. <laughs> um, Option. I can't remember exactly what was wrong with it, but yeah. although their specifications are followed by kinda. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a very cool watch. And Maybe I, ish, ish, <laughs> probably, probably. You might. It's a, it's a very cool watch. But the thing is, a lot of those cities don't exist anymore. For once, right? wow. Every time there's a new uh, 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 dict- dictator president that comes to power in the country, 
they usually come and change we, we, a bunch of city I, names. I, I want, I need, I need that watch. And when someone did <laughs> that watch, yeah, I need it. I need and it. someone, and someone's like, "What time is it?" It was like two mm, thirty, I guess. I guess. Well, so, so let's be honest here. Does that that watch is probably worth a lot of money now, I even agree. though it's faulty and it looks cool. Yeah, it's a huge watch though. It looks like it has a lot of wrist presents. I don't know what exactly what dimensions are, but uh, there's a picture of somebody wearing on uh, on his wrist. Either he is a hobbit, or <laughs> that watch is like is he a like airy? a good good fifty millimeter. Fifty. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's large. With all those cities that doesn't exist, you need all that space. <laughs> but, uh, what's interesting is that all the names are written. Can't in you Russian. see him traveling here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. All the names are written in Russian, and they and like they've chosen a bunch of Russian names. But they also chose them a bunch of American names, and they're like super random names of cities, right? They have Auckland. Just why Auckland? Not LA, <laughs> right? Not no, necessarily like. Is there any like, other city in California that's bigger <laughs> than Oakland? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Geneva, you have Tennessee. Dakar, <laughs> Dakar. Right? And Senegal. Yeah, but Dakar's there. I've seen sure. before. Yeah. But Senegal, no. You have, you have Denver, which is, this is actually hilarious. You have Oakland, a city, Honolulu, a city, San Francisco, a city, and then. Alaska. <laughs> the whole my time which zones. Is not exactly yeah, a city. But San Francisco and Oakland is the same time zone. Is it? Well, they're just across the bay. Yeah. It's, it's both Bay Area. Yeah. It's like La Valle Montreal. It's across the water. Well, it's across the a way. bit more expensive than the, the, the North. Yeah, I know, but this is what. <laughs> but if you take, for example, I've seen Honolulu. I've seen Colorado because Colorado is like that central time zone, right? Mountain uh, time, they call it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mountain time. Yeah. Central mountain. Central mountain. You know, yeah. Mountain right. is Canadian and central is the US, right? No. Yeah. No, I think it's a, so central is one hour yeah. behind eastern and mountain is two hours. That's right. Cool, 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 cool. And then so the Pacific I think Denver is, is Denver is uh, yeah. two hours, I think. That's what they use. And Denver. like Edmonton and Calgary are two hours. I unfortunately know this because of my nature of work. Yeah. So uh Kevin was saying earlier that we uh, for his birthday, uh me, uh Dimitri and other friends, we bought him a wine testing class. So yeah. to learn how to taste wine and all those things. And prior to that something he has no idea about. Yeah, just like nothing. And uh, yeah, prior to it's that, still it's still it's, I asked for gin and they brought me wine. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Maybe a, a gin and tonic. They're like, This is a wine tasting, sir. Um and prior to that, maybe like two, three weeks before that, I was really crushing hard on the Twitter Pilagas. And right. he, every day I think Kevin was sending me a link. Just saying, do it, buy it. Yeah. And during that course, course. you met someone, I think. No, I didn't, I didn't meet anyone. No, this is yeah. terrible. This is, it's even more ridiculous. Mind you, he's married. Yes. <laughs> this is more ridiculous than what you think. I'm sitting there and uh, this person, this old man sits at the end of this super long table with his, with his I think his grandkids at this point. So this family, he's wearing a suit, but this this watch, I see maybe half of it pop out of his sleeve. You see the blue, right? You see the blue and the matte white. I go there and snowflake, but it's far. And I'm like, there's no way that I am wrong about this. He's wearing a Tudor pillow like this. So it so happens after you know an evening of drinking, I cross him because it was wintertime. I go to coat check. He's standing there. I go, excuse me. Can I see your watch? Are you wearing a Tudor Pelagos? And then he's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he's happy. He pulls up his right? sleeve, shows me the watch, and then, <laughs> and then I, I take a picture. <laughs> yeah, but the picture's so wrong. You guys would have, you would have, I believe you. But I was like, no, no, let me yeah, take a picture. But the you thing need is, to see this. It's, it's like <laughs> middle of the week. It's super late. We all got a picture in a group chat. Yeah. And it's Kevin holding, holding this old man's <laughs> <laughs> Like, come here. <laughs> Just not the watch. He's holding his. 
like really aggressively, right? The Holding good thing is that the wrist was still attached to his yeah, yeah, body. So to give you an idea of how old this man was, when when we were there we're at the coat check, this, this his grandkid or whatever it is comes by and says, what's going on? And he goes, this young man wanted a picture of my watch. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're super old, so. How old was this guy? But it was, and but you know, he told me, he's like, um, I have other watches, more expensive because I've been wearing this watch forever. And um, Snowbird, a guy who he was in town for his family, but he likes to spend time in the, on the beach. But that's beautiful his like perfect. Watch. That's, yeah. a, great, yeah, that's a beautiful watch. It's, um, it's the blue. For me, it's the blue that makes it. And uh, Tudor just went out with the navy blue uh, Black Bay. Black Bay is a perfect watch for what it is. Yeah. It is not. But about this, I know. But there was a lot of discussion online, uh, discussion online about the two blues, right? And um, trying to see if one's better than the other, and if like one's gonna get out before the other, type of thing, right? No, but the no, the Pelagos, that uh, ceramic blue, and that everything is matte on it, and uh, titanium everything, so it's super light. There's no weight to it. I love the white on it. I love how the white yeah. pops with the mat. It's the snowflake white pops. Question for you. We'll go with the blue rubber or the bracelet on that watch? I always go with the bracelet and then get a rubber after and then swap it out. Yeah. I like the bracelet with the, there's a spring in it, right? Yeah. So uh, for anyone who, uh, like me, swole during the day because of water retention. Yeah. It's always cool to have a watch that the bracelet is going to adjust during the day too. Right? It's funny you ask me that. And I know why you're asking me that. It's because I love uh, watches with rubber straps. You like rubbers in general? I oh, love rubbers. They're very good. It doesn't protect you from many things. <laughs> and many things. <laughs> but I do enjoy a uh, yeah. rubber strap on my watch, absolutely. More comfortable, and I just totally feel great. Like, But the Vostok that I just bought, in comparison, you saw, and you're like, the rubber's good on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were shocked because there's crap. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It was probably wasn't a Vostok <laughs> branded strap, but probably not. great. <laughs> um this is the one thing about Vostoks is that I would love to go to a store that sells Vostok so I can just see each one of them individually because yeah. once you look online uh, versus what you get is not always the same. No. Just to close the Pelagas tangent here, if there's one thing I would change on that watch, it's the uh, date window. What? Do, yeah, what do you not like about it? Because on the other side at 9 o'clock, it's a rectangle, it's not square. So one side of the watch is rectangle oh. and the other side is square. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's funny how those things are because I don't, I wouldn't, I didn't notice it until you told me. But now that I do, right? Date windows it's square takes and out. the nine is uh, is rectangle. It's like it's like the penis. I heard about that. It's before. like the penis at twelve o'clock on the Speedmaster. <laughs> yeah, we have a. It's a, just yeah. we have we once know you someone. see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> we know someone. We're on this group chat, and I brought it up. He's like, "You've ruined the <laughs> Omega Speedmaster for Kevin. me, Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well." But uh, but it takes away from the symmetry. Of the watch I don't know. I thought bit. it made it more appealing it is to me. Beautiful. <laughs> well, it's maybe me. I'm not big on their windows too in general. So for me, it's like, like a, it. it's a minus starting width. But it's not the same size of, like on the other oh, side of the watch, right? Beautiful watch though. But uh, yeah, so Twitter like us at some point. Maybe we'll we'll see right. if I've heard. Uh, I've heard what people don't like about that watch is uh, the writing. There's too much writing. A lot of people said that. And what a reading. Yeah, I one, like it. I don't one, mind. One line fewer would have been. Uh, you see that a lot with the sub. People are like, all right, do you have that gen with the two lines or the one line or the, yeah. the five, four lines? Yeah, or um, what's the um, Rolex that people pay more money because it's double red, red, big red? It's like red lettering? Big yes. red, big yes. red. It's called big red. Big red? Big red. Yeah, it has red, red. lettering. Yeah. It's like a bunch of lettering, but because it's red, they had the more money. <laughs> Seiko, Seiko Alpinist had the old one 
the original is called the uh, they call it the Red Alpinist because the writing is in red. It says Alpinist yeah. in red, right? Interesting. So, um, Kevin. Yes. Do you have any watch that you eyeballing right now? That, uh, it's. Uh, I just bought one. I just. That bought wasn't my question. I but know I'm you're eyeballing. I've yeah, like you're, you're buying watch like all the time. That that wasn't part of the question. And it, like, why do you give me that information? I don't. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I was like, if you had to buy a watch tomorrow, is there a watch that's higher on your list? Let's say, or like you just really want. Do I have to sell a kidney or I can just... Exactly. What are we talking... Something attainable, you mean? Or am I like... Something that you could buy tomorrow that would make sense. You know, I'll just tell you what I'm crushing on a lot these days. And it comes back to my last thing I was saying about integrated bracelet. I'm really into the Zenith Defy 41. It is a integrated bracelet. It is very Gerogenta. um, And I like the skeleton one. So the skeleton one is... uh, about it's a little bit more expensive than the 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 other one but i i just i really like it and maybe it's subconsciously my inability to afford (laughs) a royal loco or a nautilus but i really like that zenith defy skeleton it's really something that i'm crushing on these days and then on the other side of things what i'm also crushing on is um is a um i'll say independent brand it is a Brellum dual box. Uh, it is a chronograph. It's chronometer certified, cost certified. Uh, a lot of people don't know them. It is a sapphire crystal on the dial, sapphire crystal on the back. And I just think that the movement finishing on that watch is awesome. I really and I love that the guy does a, a lot of work. Like it's a, it's you know it's a mom and pop shop. He does his own thing, and. Um, and I saw a couple of interviews with him. He really puts a lot of, uh, you know, effort in his watches. Which uh, dial are you looking for? Because I'm looking, I'm Googling right now, and there's so a bunch of different There's colors. a bunch of, yeah. So the one I like is the, let's see. It looks like, the, it looks like blue, I believe. The, the classic version. The Brillum Dual Box. Let's see, one that I like here. Yeah, the one I like is the deep blue, exactly. It's the dual blocks classic deep blue, uh, like this. This one. And I I just really love this watch, cost certified. A little bit more attainable, definitely. But I like what Brelham's been doing. It just makes some really, really nice watches. If you can see the... uh, uh, it's a movement chronometer, uh, if you said certified sapphire box. So it's uh, but I want to see if I can find a picture of the movement because it's great. Let's see. We'll go back to that. You we should play some elevator music while we wait. I'll just quickly mention. That's what kind of watch I'm looking for next, and I'm pulling up my, my list of watches that I want. Wait, look at that movement. Look how they cleaned up that movement. It's beautiful. Really, really like this watch. Look at the. They put What's in so a, special about that movement? Hmm? What is special about that movement? Oh, the decoration they put in it. He did perlage all over the entire movement, took it apart, and it's cost certified. It's a lot of watch for what you get, and uh, the finish is incredible. I saw one in person, one, and I was like, it is really nice. It looks beautiful. I, yeah. it's, it's amazing. You saw in person, you got close to it. It's 
you were saying uh, what you're uh, looking for. Uh, well, energy. just like Kevin, I have recently bought two watches, right? So I'm not necessarily looking for a watch to buy, but if I'm you know, put against the wall and I have to answer that question, um, there are there are a few watches, and uh, I, I have uh, I've been looking at uh, uh, figure style watches for quite a bit. And uh, and as as much as I am, you know, I'm, I'm currently on the wait list to get a Rolex GMT Master Two Pepsi. I'm also really looking at the the, the Seamaster 300M. So wait a minute, you're telling us that Vostok doesn't satisfy your GMT <laughs> your GMT craving you have for a watch? I mean, <laughs> come on, that does that's not enough for you? <laughs> um. No, no. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> if I get the GMT for Rolex, you can have this. If much. I get the GMT, I will gift it. To <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing with uh, this small tangent here with uh, Rolex and any watch, I think we're all here on the list for Rolex, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, everyone right. is on the list. Like the, the, the thing, if you like watches, you're on the waiting list for Rolex. Right, right. That's the thing. So it makes sense. It's like um, when sometimes I'm talking with Kevin and I go. Look at that, Yad Master. And you go, yeah, but that's Daytona money. Can we get a Daytona? No. no. So. <laughs> that's right. Right? So, yeah, you can go other GMT. Maybe that doesn't really give you GMTs, but, you know, it looked like it. So. The Yad Master is a lot of watch, too. It's mm-hmm. like that uh, upper, I don't say echelon of, it's like, it's very jewelry to me. It's platinum. It's platinum bezel, right? Really nice watch, though. Really nice. Yeah. Um, so go b- to to go back to Omega. what I'm looking for. Uh, most likely something different from what I already have is a Flieger, and uh, uh, the, the the one watch that I was looking at is the Laco. Uh, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, but it's Sarbru- Sarbrucken. Sarbrucken. Yeah, I think I. I mean, you don't necessarily have to yell it. <laughs> That's all German sounds to me. Sarbrucken. It's all very angry. And I upset. love you. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound German at all. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that's, that sounds Austrian. Uh, exactly. It sounds like an Austrian person who immigrated to the United States. Um, but yeah, they have a 45 millimeter Flieger. That brand is, I think, one of the classic brands that makes Fliegers. Right in it's there. one of the original five. Is it five? There was IWC, Vempe, Laco. Um, we're obviously missing an easy one there. Hold on. Which one was it? Those. What, isn't uh, isn't Stoa one of them? Stoa, and then there was a fifth one. Okay. So there's one that I'm missing. Original okay. five what? Um, the, Fliegers. Sorry, Fliegers, the ones that produced um, watches for the um, pilots during the war. So you had Vempe, IWC, Stova, Laco, and another one I don't remember. There, there's so many categories of like first of things, like First five or Holy Trinity and all those yeah. guys. Yeah, but they're That's like the marketing. Crit- yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think this one is true to form to the one that came out then. It has no markings on it. It's a huge watch with a beautiful onion crown. Something that I didn't like at all. Like, by the way, when I just started to get into watches, right? And I remember, I think Kevin, you showed me your Panerai that has this huge onion crown on yeah. it, and I just and I just didn't care for it at all. And now when I see a, a watch with an onion crown, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well done, it's funny how uh, preferences change quickly. Yeah, uh, Kevin's uh, crushing on uh, Ballon Bleu too. I am Cartier. Uh, yes, yeah, another big uh, crown. Yes, I love the um, 
the the Cartier Santos Dumas Excel, the mechanical, the new mechanical that came out this year. And I think the first thing I texted you guys when I saw was like, I found my new watch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I have to find this new watch. I finally made a mechanical, no longer quartz. <laughs> it's funny how before I started answering that question that Carl asked, I was like, let me think, what should we talking about? So I, w- I wanted to talk about maybe GLC Master Control. Yes, it's always, it's always good. <laughs> or, or I wanted to talk about the Cartier Santos. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about the Flieger because I just don't have anything that even remotely resembles a Flieger. Yeah. Right. But I do want to have uh, Cartier Santos or GLC Master Control, I think, moon phase. Look, you have that, that Cartier Santos is, I think, a very versatile watch, understated. It has a great size. Uh, it has a steel bracelet. It has great history because it was the one that it's very true to form to the to the one that came out in 1904, 1908. Uh, and it has this crazy system where you can just change the bracelet using your fingers. You can size it using your fingers. Oh, you yeah. don't need a tool. Uh, I remember from uh, when we went to see some. Yeah, you don't, you don't, to just change it, it comes with an extra strap that you want. And there's this crazy innovative system where you just kind of, Press, press down into the, the pin and it pops out mm-hmm. and then you change and size it. And even in the case in, uh, where it joins at the case, the lugs, you just pop it out. But that, that means that you can only buy Cartier bracelet it comes, straps. And but it comes with it. So you buy it, it comes on the steel and a bracelet of your, uh, sorry, a strap of your choice. And they have like six colors. So that watch, you can go, I'm going on steel, I'm going out and put on leather, And wear a suit. So you can still only have a Cartier. Yeah, but at that point, you, you what I'm saying is the versatility of that watch oh, no, in general. I, I was just putting yeah. the point there. No, the package they give you is like, you can have your steel bracelet, water resistance, you wear it out, oh, you got something thing, you want to put on a leather brace, a strap, you, you have one that comes with it, and you can size it using your hands. Like, it's, it's really great. And it has that like cross between casual and sporty and elegant. Because it's still Cartier, you know what I mean, and it has this like, it has um, Roman numerals, and it's it's very, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It has. It, I think it's very versatile. Very, but it's not for everyone. No. And it is, I think, a very affordable homage, or very close to when people want to satisfy that. I want uh, 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 the Gerald Genta design. I want that uh, AP. Or that Patek, or that VC overseas. You know, everyone wants that integrated bracelet. But I think this one does enough to to have that kind of look, but still not try to look too much like the other ones. Also, the crown on the Santos. Yes, yeah, the most beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's really great. <laughs> there is no other crown like that. No, any watch. No, there's not. Absolutely not. No. I think that the only other crown that I really just like, I love, I, I was, I was, I tried one on not too long ago was the Big Pilot. <laughs> the Big Pilot. Kyle <laughs> has a lot to say. It yeah, no, the, the Big Pilot doesn't suit many people. Sure. It's a humongous watch, but it's a fuck you watch. Yeah. Because when you buy that, it's A, because you can, and B, because fuck you. Well, it's not going to be your only watch. No, for sure. It's never going to be your only watch, yeah. but it's, huge it's taking a huge real estate on your wrist and arm and it's i i know why it's doing that right just so pilot can see it better and all those things but 
it's for me it's a fuck you watch for the, that money buying that it's just because you can and you can say to everyone else have a big pile there there's a you can get a lot of watch for what that sells for like a lot it you was can, like 11 10 12 No, it's like 17,000. 17? <laughs> Canadian, Canadian. God. So yeah, you're right. Damn. It's about 10, 12, like US, 13,000 yeah. US. It's a lot of money for that watch. Yeah. Um, so big. When you, and, <laughs> and the thing is, it's at that price, and if you take this perpetual- 18,000 US is, is a new Royal Oak. 20,000 US is a new Royal Oak. I'm not even kidding. And if you get the full perpetual candor, no, 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 that's, like that's ridiculous. I think it's like 30. I don't, that's ridiculous. Not ridiculous, sorry. It's just it's 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 quite a bit. But they have one, I think. So IWC, I think this is really cool. Do you know that they have a perpetual calendar that they literally give you uh, extra dates? What? Yeah, yeah. It goes to thirty-two days a month. No, <laughs> sorry. They give you extra year numbers. So there are certain watches that have certain years. So. They have a, a, a they they give you numbers for the year three thousand, three thousand, yeah. Because is, it, is that on. something new? Because I I, I know uh, there's a journalist named Matt Farrow who owns one, and he's saying that it's good for the next two hundred years. Yeah, what is it again? I'm not a math guy, but isn't three thousand after two hundred years? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying that. But um, yeah, I'm looking right now on the uh, used market. And in Canadian, they range from 10,000 U's to 17 U. That's the normal one. How much? So, used ones, they uh, go around 10,000. You can buy one for Canadian. Yeah, yeah Canadian. Canadian dollars. And all the way to 17 brand new. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. 17 brand new. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah they lose a lot of value, though, because like here, $9,679. This one, 10,000 use. Yeah, 10,000. Well, the, so it's, it's even more fucky watch because it is then losing value. <laughs> yeah. No, not everything holds its value like Rolex. You know, if you look at, I think Langa, Glashut are brands that if you go on the second on the used market can get good watches. Like yeah. Glashut, if you look up a senator or the, I was, we were texting yesterday, the Pano Lunarmatic, which is like getting a Langa Datomatic, you get a Glashut one. Oh, how beautiful that watch is. Oh my God. <laughs> great watches. And I, I actually watched the, the Bark and Jack uh, YouTube video, right? And oh, the Glashut Diver. The, yes, the, the yeah. Glashut Diver. And he is a huge Rolex fanboy. He said it's just not comparable. It's a completely different class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is. It's it, it's it's a beautiful it really watch, awesome. and there's so much packed into that little case. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of watch, but a lot of money. Side note: If you go see any Bark and Jack video because of us, you have to say in the comments that's because of the BBC sent you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's the, the three guys one podcast that sent you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mouthful. <laughs> um, it's a mouthful. Just a quick question for you guys. I'm yep. curious what, what your thoughts would be. So we are located in Montreal and there's a, there's a couple of Montreal companies and one of them is, let's say, more or less well-known called Rosling Company. Mm-hmm. So they, they've been making a bunch of watches and then the reason I didn't know about them is because a couple of years ago when we were playing with an idea of starting our own watch brand, we discovered all the Montreal companies around, right? So um, this company... I mean, 
to me kind of seemed like they do something like a almost like a Daniel Wellington style, a lot of fashion watches, but maybe with a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a, a, a quality, let's say, to it, right? But then I, I feel like one of the recent watches, which is, I'm going to look it up right now. The Continental. It's called the Rosling Hydromatic, which they had a Kickstarter for, which is very different from what they were doing before. And it seems to me like a proper, like good value watch for for the price that they're asking for and i was very impressed because i started reading about uh, the specs on this watch right and uh it's a it's a 600 us dollar watch which is a diver it has a double dome sapphire crystal it has a swiss made automatic Celida 200 movement mm -hmm. it has um it's a high beat it's a high beat movement on top of that and i believe it's also a, a lot of hours power reserve Thirty-eight hours. That was more than that. No, thirty-eight hours and oh, bi-directional self-winding. Okay, forty-two millimeters. Two hundred millimeter, two hundred meter water resistance, right? Hundred hundred click ceramic bezel. Yeah. Uh, double dome sapphire crystal. ISO sixty four twenty five compliant. Oh, it's ISO. That's yeah. Good. It's yeah. uh. Well, I mean, obviously the three one six L steel. Um, I couldn't find the I couldn't find the uh, the, the power reserve, but I believe it was thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah, I'm on it. Right sure. Now. Okay. What do you guys think about that? I, I feel like it's a decent value for the for the money. Um, I don't like that you can get two movement in it. There's like two level of pricing for it. Yeah. There's a Japan Japanese movement and this Swiss made. Yeah. So that's the thing too, right? Like as as far as sometimes we don't say it's about the status or what the watch tells when you wear it, but. It's like two different watches, two different pricing. I think Tag does that too in some levels, if I'm mistaken. Two same watch design, two different movement. Tag, I've never seen that. I think everything they put is Swiss. What movements you mean? Oh, like, okay, wait. Are you saying they might put a quartz in one and an automatic in another? Yeah, but that's not the same as here. Here they're saying they're both automatic, but one will be Japanese and yeah, one will so be Swiss. Like, so just the same idea, right? It's going to be like a Japanese quartz, I believe, and a Swiss, right? Uh, the the thing is, I mean, I think there might be a reason why they're doing this, and as I mentioned before, and it's just my own perception, is that they were more focused on, like, fashion-style watches, which are significantly less expensive, so they're a very different market, right? And then once you start going into uh, watches that are, let's say, substantially uh, more quality and uh, a bit more expensive, you can't just, I guess, jump into that, right? I mean, they have to go for something in between. Yeah. That is just my opinion. Maybe oh, that's the reason why I they hate, don't have the one. I hate the logo. <laughs> I hate the way they write Ross. Like I hate it. But it's uh, very. Uh, I would. I would need to machined. Uh, let's say. Yeah, I would need to have one in my hand. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then it's, it is actually, actually, you know, speaking of logos, one of the things that's it's very polarizing for me as well is the um, is the Christopher Ward, right? Yeah, it's good. Because they've, they've gotten a lot of slack for uh, yeah. the logo. A lot of people don't like the logo. No. no. But the watch itself is, is they make some really nice watches. I think one of the most recent ones that I've seen is, is fantastic. That Aston Martin Chrono. Oh, my God, yes. That yes. Aston Martin Chrono. For me, Mr. Mark there. Yeah. I yeah. think I think Christopher Ward, I, I listed them on a podcast. That their watchmaker they brought in, they are doing some really incredible things. And they're a really good value proposition. Yeah, but, but this watch, look, Rossley & Co. I'll talk about, for a second, a watch I just bought uh, because I think that um, 
I'll tell you why I wouldn't go with something like that. I have, so Salida is yep. uh, a clone of Aneta, an ETA, right? Yep. So I bought a Squali Ferrovia 1545. So that watch retails for about 650 US, right? This one's maybe $50 more than this one. This one has the brand history of Squale. So if people know about Squale, the company goes back to 1948. Charles Van Buren starts putting in these watches and starts putting them together in Neuchâtel, Switzerland. Not uh, the 1545 Ferrovia, but I don't... Uh, hold on. Go to Noman. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, but you're in the US. Go, go to Noman. I just tell you, don't tell me what to do. Just do it. So... What happened was Squally started making uh, watches, uh, cases for Blancpain, was making the Rolex Submariner cases as well, was made by Squally. So they were making their own dive watches um, and even the Omega Seamaster 300. Um, so Van Buren opened his own company called Squally, which means shark, in a Italian, Squalo, and a French dialect in Neufchatel in Switzerland. And that's why he has the... Uh, no, you're no, you're really not in the right place. Write Nomon. Go to Nomon. No. No, no, no. Nomon is G-N-O-M-O-N. Not J. G. G. Nomon. Nomon. There it is. So, so, yeah, exactly. So in the mid-70s, the German military approached uh, for a version of the 50 Fathoms and turned to Squale to make the case, um, which is now famous Bund 50 Fathoms, the same 50 Atmos case that was used by Doxa. So they were made by uh, Squale as well. Um, and around the time Hoyer became uh, becoming Tag Hoyer, uh, that company also used Squally cases for their 1,000-meter professional diver. So I got the one that has a Submariner case, but the hands are the, the, the classic uh, Squally uh, Ferrovia hands. Um, and now the family is owned uh, by this third-generation family, the Maggi family, uh, where they distribute uh, Squally. So there's, there was critique saying, ah, oh, they're doing stuff in, they're getting their cases done in China and whatnot. There it is. And they say they, 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 they get their cases done in, in China. They get their, uh, their things that are, uh, how can I say, uh, uh, they're apparently being cheaped out. But then when you actually do more research about it, it's, it's just not true. And these, these watches hold Aneta, not a Salida. They have more history, and there's many more varieties uh, at that price point. So I just, even seeing what they did, what they're offering, Rossling & Co., if you look at, at, for example, Collins, they're also offering a Collins Sonar. Uh, for oh, Rossling? No, no, no. Colin, Collins is another watch brand, Jimmy Collins. Oh. Uh, it's called, he has a Sonar that has a Salida as well, um, or even those guys from Zelos opened a company called uh, Axios and they have something called the Ironclad which is a, a Salida movement diver 300 meters with the whole color combination for about that price as well 500 so is it a good value proposition 
Yeah. It just depends. Like, I think, like I was saying in the first podcast, which brand I would make the most connection with. That's what I would say. I was about to ask, why did you buy this watch in particular? Uh, the history behind the, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. I love the Samariner case. I love everything. And I love that yeah. they made the Samariner cases for Rolex and that they made the cases for Blancpain and then they, they have their own style and it doesn't look like a Samariner. It has the case of it, but the hands are typically squale. And uh, I really love this watch, yeah. Ceramic be ceramic bezel yeah. and has an eta. So when I look at the value proposition of the other one from Rossley & Co. that puts a Salida, not to... to crap on Salida. I think it's just a little different. It's not because you crap on something that's better than another thing, right? It could just be less. It's good. anecdotal, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I, I think I, you know, doing enough research, you kind of see it's like, what well, do you want this or the clone of it? Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the squally and the uh, minute ends. It's fully arranged and goes all the way to the yeah, side yeah. of the dial. I really like that. Yeah, exactly. Which squally? The here. What's the name? Twenty Atmosferovia. So it's pretty cool. So, guys, anything else on the tangent today that you uh, want to go over? We talked about next watches. We went a bit on different uh, tangent uh, <laughs> on uh, on divers, I think, mostly today. And uh, one Russian watch that doesn't really work. <laughs> That's a cool watch. Honestly, I would uh, own it's it. It's cool. It's so cool. You have to ask me to watch. It's so own it. cool. <laughs> it how much does it go for? Can you, can you see how I'm much it sells it for? It's Let's look such it a cool-looking watch. And I love the fact that it has a state written along the lines with like other cities it's just nothing makes sense half the russian cities they have there they don't exist anymore because the new president just came in and renamed them right yeah <laughs> so let, let's close this out with i want you to find the price for that but let's close this out let's just talk real quickly about the three brands maybe that we're we find ourselves crushing on the most right now um do we want do you want me to go with all all threes or just one? Just three. Three particular brands three? are like, man, I'm they're in my search engine a lot these days. So since day one, it didn't change yet. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Okay. Uh, I've owned a Ranger and it's if not my favorite, one of my favorite watch. Yeah. Uh I'm a one of Pelagos and the Black Bay makes so much sense for me and pretty much everything. I know that some people don't like their marketing uh Twitter. Yeah. And I don't really look at that, so I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, what is that that you don't like about the marketing? Me, I don't mind. But there's other people saying that it's Beckham and uh, Lady Gaga, I think. And I, 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 I don't like it. A lot of stars. Like a lot of, right? Um, like another watch I really like, it's IWC. And the marketing make maybe a much more sense with the F1 and Mercedes-Benz DF1 team and all those things, right? It's less aggressive at least. Yeah. And uh, lately... There's nothing less aggressive than a Mercedes-Benz AMG, right? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, Let me think of one thing. Well, the best description for those cars is aggro. <laughs> um, and the last brand that lately I'm yeah, really, maybe I'll see if I jump and do it. It's a Grand Seiko. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a good the brand. The new uh, SBJG 239 really talks to me. So I'll see. That's, uh, it's, what, $10,000 Canadian-ish? So it's, uh, it's something, right? <laughs> One can dream. Yeah, yeah, I'll see. The thing is, I I have it. I just need to make sense of it. It's a big difference. For me, I'll go really easy. CWC. I really want a Royal Navy diver. It's just a lot. I think it's like 2,000 pounds. Yeah. 2,000 pounds? That's a lot of money for a diver. That's... Okay. So it's like three and a half Canadian. Three, three, eight. 
you know, halfway to a sub, you know, like you can get a lot of yeah, but, watch with that. Yeah, but the thing is, can you get a sub? No. <laughs> but it's a lot of watch, you know, and it's, you know, but I love their brand, love what they're doing. Olek and Waz, love them, love what they're doing. Um, another one, I'm going to say as, as a consideration, but not my third, like I love Ming. I love their watches, but they don't come out with enough, you know, like I really regret the not jumping. version that you oh, yeah. send their link for? The oh, co- God. The, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. Ming is just incredible. And a lot of people are mis- have the misperception. They think it's like unaffordable, but their copper, the one that won them the... the I had that misperception. I thought that they were like $20,000 $20, up. Yeah, yeah. So one was like 1300 Swiss francs, and you were like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. And the, the Ming 19.02 World Timer that uh, That's you said crazy. Recently, oh my God, this is the most amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is gorgeous. And then the last brand I would say, outside of uh, CWC, Olix and Waz, and uh, and uh, Ming, uh, one I think that I'm st- I'm looking a lot at is uh, Kurono Tokyo. A lot. Love the Japanese and yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm into Japanese brands. I don't know, something about the minimalism, the way that they cut their edges. It's just is, very attractive to me. There is something indescribable about the Japanese dress watches. Yeah. It's just there's something in it that you know right away it's a Japanese dress watch. Yeah, yeah. There's something. I can't figure yeah. out what it is. It's, uh, the, it's the specific shape of the case, right? That's yeah. just, it, it's, yes, that's the Japanese. hands are everything. Yeah, I guess so I can Japanese. tell a Grand Seiko. Yeah. Uh, dress watch from a distance and it's just I, yeah and I, I love Grand I totally Seiko I, I totally agree I love Grand Seiko by the way just so you know yeah. I'm right there with you Carl totally I, agree. Yeah, I totally jump on it the best yeah, so but, you uh, Dimitri what's your three brand that you really no no no, no 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 how much is that watch now going for which oh, one the GMT you're supposed to find this crazy GMT oh the Raketa right the Raketa world timer yeah why don't you talk about it I'll look up how much it costs um, yeah, I'll do, do that. I, I've done some quick research there. I found them in bad condition, but anywhere between like a hundred and two hundred dollars. That's it. <laughs> it's not much. Uh, I mean, oh look, if God. it worked, if it worked, it would have been probably more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'm looking at my watch list, and you know, the, the three brands that I'm really looking at, and I don't want to sound too uh, uh, what's it called uh, cliche, right? There are some very well-known brands that I'm really, 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 really love. Most watches from. Uh, I I absolutely love the the the, the Rolex Divers. I, I really want to find a way to to speed up my wait list. But um, I think something um, more or less interesting that I'm looking for at right now would be um, that's something that hasn't been mentioned because I also love Grand Seiko's. I also love the Kurono watches, right, and Ming as well. Um, I really like um, the new uh, Longines line that they've been producing lately. They have been killing it. Yeah, they absolutely are killing it. Their designs, everything they do is spot on. I am totally in love with the sector dial dress watch. Yes. I, I love that watch. Uh, the other company that does that uh, sector dial is the GLC, right? The different price to. category. They used to. Exactly. They used to. Different price category. Fantastic watch. I, I really, really love that. Um, and um, obviously Patek. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love, I love, I, I think I want to get myself a Hamilton khaki watch. Cool. Uh, I love the Murph and one of us at this table has a yeah. watch. Um, 
because that one is uh, the cathedral hand and it has it doesn't have a lot going on in the dial. It's uh, good, beautiful watch, beautiful watch. So I I don't necessarily want to get the same one, but I love I would love to uh, get my hands on one of the khaki style Hamilton specifically watches. You should wear his watch for a while and just see if yeah, you like you it. Yeah, you can always borrow it if you just ask. I'll let him to you. Yeah. If it returns. <laughs> Once you ask on air, it was grovel. Well, you shouldn't have asked on air. Yeah. Now I have to return it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you for that uh, episode two. It was a tangent episode. We went a bit left, right, up, down on every subject. So uh, we hope to hear from you guys in the next episode. So three, if I'm not mistaken. Episode three yeah. coming up soon. So thank you for listening to the Big Black Clock podcast. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.